Hey, hi, welcome to today's podcast episode. Got a long one. Um, a lot, maybe all, of the information you need to take more advantage of our metro parks. Uh, I'll be honest, I don't go to a lot of them. I pass Swan Creek every day, though. Once a month, I'll pop over there. I do... Here, I get to check this box. When Middle Grounds had first opened, I was still living downtown. So uh, I like to think that I was like one of the charter people going to Middle Grounds because it was the, what, summer of 2017 where I was, how do they say, in between jobs. Um, I do my morning stuff and this is the summertime and I do my morning stuff and I'd grab the dogs and we would take a, a long walk. We would go over Summit go down past the Oliver house and then trek down the middle grounds and we'd walk through that park. They'd take advantage of the dog park. So the fact that I'm not going as much as I do, I, I did, I was going like every day then. So there's that. Uh, but there are a lot of things going on at our Metro parks that might sound kind of nerdy or lame. I swear to God, there are neat birds to look at and looking for things using your phone. Uh, I will let Matt explain that momentarily. So a lot of incredible information about our Metro parks, which we all love. I mean, I, I tease Matt about it. Like, did he, how, how many times is he going to say we're five, five miles from everybody and does he get paid for each one? Um, it's a, a great thing to be known as, uh, known for aside from we, we, we taste test fast food here. Uh, I'll take the Metro parks brag over that. And long after these fast food places will be gone, the parks will hopefully still be here. A couple of things to get to first. I have been kicking around the idea actually for years to play Wordle on the air as a bit. Years ago, I thought, could we do like, can we even say this? Can we do Hangman on the air? Now, I know that that's like visual. You have to see how many letters, where the letters are placed. But maybe now because there's hysteria over Wordle, people will want to play. I tried it with a couple of people at work. Um, five letters, five letters, five letter word, and we'll do it hangman style. And it didn't go over great, but I'm still working on it. And by the way, I did Wordle for the first time today, and I got it on my third try. And I think I'm going to retire with that. Although I do like word things, crossword puzzles, find the words, get to show off my vocabulary. Um, a couple of other things. It looks like Jason Candle is um, going to stay here. And continue to coach the Rockets. If you listen to Friday's podcast, David Briggs is like, yeah, Jason Candle might be spending his last year coaching the Rockets for the lack of success that's expected of him and living up to what Matt Campbell brought, um, his predecessor. So I'm wondering, because uh, Jason Candle's name popped up as a potential offensive coordinator for the Miami Hurricanes, who just made a really big hire. And I'm wondering if Candle had a prior relationship with that new coach or they share an agent and just to maybe say to UT hey if you let go of this guy because he doesn't win nine or ten games or there's another bowl game loss people will take him from you and you're missing out on a good coach that's my black helicopter thought on that there are still some opening day tickets available so the mud ends had a had a bonkers opening day for opening day ticket sales as I've reminded you Buy a ticket. Buy a standing room only ticket. Buy the cheapest ticket you can get just in case um, you get tired of bar hopping or it's a crappy day and we're like, uh, we can't fit in the Dirty Bird anymore. Let's just go into the ballpark. So get a ticket. 
Um, there is pure joy and elation, more hysteria, for this When We Were Young concert that was announced um, last night. And this goes back to the peak of emo. Emo. When We Were Young, I'm guessing that to take off, I thought of it immediately, um, of the killer song, which I didn't love, off their second album from like 2005, 2006. My Chemical Romance, Paramore, Dashboard Confessional, uh, who were some of the, I know, AFI. They had some, Miss Murder, they did Miss Murder, right? Hey, Miss Murder. Um, Avril Lavigne, who is back with a new song with Black Bear. Jimmy Eat World. Who else? There are other names, Taking Back Sunday. And then there's smaller print. And in that small print is one of the bands that I had a good time working with in 2010 or so, We the Kings. But I know everybody that grew up listening to this music in the mid-aughts is ecstatic and excited for this show that's in Vegas on October 22nd at the Las Vegas Festival Ground. So it's far enough off where hopefully there are no... There are lesser COVID concerns. Now, I did see, it says it's a Live Nation thing, but I did see that somebody said that this is the same promoter, and that might be Live Nation, as Astroworld. So I do wonder, and this is not tongue-in-cheek, I do wonder if festivals will take more precautions than ever before after the tragedy that happened at Travis Scott's Astroworld. Thanks for listening to the podcast. If you are a big time Metro Parks fan, uh, I assure you that by listening to this podcast, you'll think to yourself, I had no idea that was happening there or there. And I'll give you this as a tease. You can actually get into the tree houses now at Oak Openings. There are some openings for February. And with that, please let me introduce a new friend because he reached out to me, uh, Matt Killam from the Metro Parks. Welcome to the party. How are you, sir? I am... Today was not a great day, but I am, I'm, I'm getting a little momentum. I'm looking forward to our conversation. How about you? Uh, certainly better now. Yeah, I appreciate it. Uh, I'm glad, glad to connect with you. Um, well, I'm recording, so uh, if you needed to say anything vile or hateful, it's too late. Well, I, there's not enough time in the day for me <laughs> to say all the my vile feelings for you. Uh, for, I don't know how long your show is, but there's not enough time for me. Well, th- that's the good. Th- I mean, you. I, I was. We'll start with this. Um, <laughs> you're familiar with podcasts. You can talk as long as you want. Now, whether people are still listening, um, well, you can see that data. But uh, that's right. So the Metro Parks, with all the trees and the outdoor activities, it has its own podcast, right? That's correct. Yeah, we started uh, a couple, maybe we have one full season in. Uh, We do it uh, once a month unless uh, something else pops up and we do two. But yeah, we've surprisingly had uh, uh, quite a few people interested and have had uh, grown a a decent sized following. What do you you talk about on a a podcast uh, about the Metro Parks? I've I've never listened. I apologize. Uh, Wow. Um, How about that? How about that for support? I know. I know. I, I... to be honest, you could be, be our thirty-sixth download. <laughs> um, I will get to it. I did not prepare as well as I could have for this interview because I figured we'd just chop it up and we'd be good. But um, I'll. How about this? If there's one podcast that you guys have done more than any that's got a ton of traffic, a ton of interest, a ton of questions, I'll go directly to that episode. Which one was it? So we interviewed. Um Alex Getz, who's a local uh, 
but nationally recognized wildlife videographer. Oh wait, no, lot- Matt, hold on one second. I'm getting some. I'm getting some digital garble. Can you? Uh, I'm going to kick you out. Can you sign back on? Yes, absolutely. All right. Yeah, I've missed you. So I I missed you. Um, actually, I heard you say Alex Getz, and I'm like, that's it. Podcast over. Um, I've had this issue, uh, recently and I don't know if it's on everybody else's side or my side. So if that happens again, um, we'll, uh, we'll switch over to the phone, but to, to make sure that Alex's name was all garbled up, I have no issue with that. I actually should have known that he was your most popular podcast. Yeah, he's exceptional. Uh, and you know, what he does nationally is significant. I mean, he has a, National Geographic Award, but his passion for the outdoors is contagious. So, in his story about what, how his process, it was really interesting. All right, so I can talk to Alex at any, literally any moment of the day. So, give me the second most popular podcast. The second most popular was our outdoor skills staff. So, talking about the programs, how they develop them, uh, what people are interested in. Uh, how they got the jobs they have uh, from little kids to uh, now experts in this space. So people just love interacting with them. Outdoor outdoor skills staff, you said, right? Yep. So one of the things that uh, I'm fascinated by, we chatted for a moment about it a couple of weeks ago. Um, I think I actually saw it at, at Pearson Metro Park uh, on the other side of the river. Um, there's archery. You guys have a lot more activities if people didn't know other than the trails picture taking whatever people want to do there's some there's some um some some kids play equipment at, at certain parks but there's a lot more going on there including archery and give me some other things but talk about the archery first please yeah so i mean that is that's it's a great question and represents a, a little bit of a, a change of course from the metro parks uh philosophy uh you know we have always had outdoor programming uh but it was mostly either passive or uh, it, it included uh, nature walks and things of that variety. But we continue to try to create things uh, or activities to plug people in the outdoors. So archery, as you mentioned, is one of them. Uh, we have tree climbing. We get people out paddling. Uh, we certainly have nature walks. We have, uh, you know, meditation out uh, in. We have geocaching. Anything that we can do to connect people to the outdoors, uh, we will run a program in to, to get people outside and remind them uh, that there's a lot of play left to do outside of screens and things of that variety. Uh, so can, you, you have to nail it. Can, uh, I, I think people can get a pretty good idea that the, the paddling and uh, we can come back to the archery because I have some questions about that. But you sure. said one thing that people have probably heard. They probably laughed at people that do it. But if the, you explain what geocaching is, they might go, that's actually, it is very nerdy, but it's kind of cool. So what's geocaching? Yeah, so we'll drop something uh, and uh, out in the woods, and you will it will have clues, and you'll have to find it. So it's, it's essentially a, a sort of sophisticated scavenger hunt. Uh, and it gets you outside. Uh, it helps you sort of coordinate uh, your location and things of that variety. I have to admit, I, I thought it was sounded fairly lame uh, <laughs> when I was introduced to it, but it, it's, it's, not, it's a fun activity. And it, we do purposely drop these things in locations that are unique uh, or we want to show people uh, that are a little off the beaten track. So it, it's a fun for, way for us to do people into learning about Northwest Ohio. Uh, if somebody, maybe somebody, so last, it was in May, it was in May. I was with uh, a girl that I was dating at the time and we went to Swan Creek and um, 
her son, he was throwing all like anything he could pick up. He was throwing into the water because that's what that's what four year olds like sure. to do. Then he grabbed her phone and threw it into the water. Um, Absolutely. Sure. Cu- couple hours later, maybe somebody was geocaching, but she got a call and they're like, "Is this your phone?" So uh, there are some good finds. What kind of what kind of neat things are you dropping? Probably not cell phones for for geocaching uh, investigations. Uh, a little uh, odds and ends. We're also uh, uh, really helpful if you want to end relationships. Uh, so if you're <laughs> looking to terminate a relationship or have a crappy date, Metro Parks is here for you. Um, or uh, if you want to have a, a new successful date, we can also be as, assisting in that way. So don't forget, Eric, we are here for you. Uh, in all of uh, your love uh, interests. Uh, so we, we'll drop like clues. We'll have uh, Metro Park swag. Uh, we'll have odds and ends that are, uh, that are collected from a historical standpoint or replicas of. Uh, it is uh, truly a treasure hunt. Sometimes we just want people to, to get near the oldest tree uh, in the park, uh, which people usually embrace or uh, find some interest in. Uh, things of that variety. But we try to change it up. Uh, so you'll have different experiences every time you go if you're somebody who's already been part of the geo- geocaching program. I would, uh, I'm not going to edit it out, but I might not bring up it publicly anymore. If you're having a bad date, the Metro Parks is also a good place as well because we don't need bodies being we got We've <laughs> <laughs> got a lot of acreages to lose people, Eric. I'm just saying. That's where my mind went. Um, the, yeah. ge- the geocaching thing, I mean, this is the longest conversation I've ever had about it before. Um, does, it, does it happen at, I mean, it's a cool thing though, because we all like looking for stuff. Um, sure. Does it happen at all the Metro Parks? Is there a schedule? Like if somebody's interest is piqued by this, how can they do it? Is it is it a constant thing? Is it ongoing or is it in scheduled windows at certain parks? It, it is constant. We move it all around the, the county. Uh, but we are always looking for input. So if you're, and people are pretty uh, supportive of their specific parks, although we've got 19 parks and several things that we describe as areas, mm-hmm. people, uh, care, uh, people are uh, really interested in the park within five miles of where they live. So Wildwood is my park. Smog Creek is my mm-hmm. park. So if you're interested in having geocaching or you feel like there's been some uh, delta in terms of programmatic activity at your park, uh, we take that sort of feedback very seriously. Yeah, you guys are receptive to all kinds of things on social. People can pass along comments and, and yeah, whatnot. Yeah, we try to be. Um, tell me about the the archery. I've always yeah. had a bit of a, a desire to do this. Um, I've never actually gone all the way through with it, but I know that this is probably a pretty popular thing or like the geocaching. Um, something of interest for people who hit the parks. Yeah, so archery is has uh, been a really popular outdoor skill. It was heightened uh, by the uh, movie uh, uh, from The Hunger Games. Yep. So we saw a huge spike in interest uh, when those movies were released. You know, it's it's a really a one on one. That's kind of our bread and butter. So we'll show you real basic skills and how to handle the bow, safety procedures, things of that variety, how to sight something. I uh, give you the methodology uh, uh, and the proper procedure and, and how to use a, a bow and arrow. And uh, we have a continuation of programs, meaning we will take you from very beginning all the way up to advanced. Or if you take one of ours, often we find that you go out and get your own bow, uh, you get your own kayak, things of that variety. So we have a static uh, range and a 3D range out of West Winds. It's out um, off Airport Highway. So you can shoot at a static course, meaning that the 
um, bullseyes uh, and targets are set. Um, or you can go out and shoot at things like uh, Bigfoot uh, or uh, a moose, uh, things of that variety. So we, you can also change it up a little bit. And we, we want people, we are encouraging people to play uh, and have fun in the outdoors. So archery is a, a real positive uh, and, and popular outdoor skill that we've seen at green traction across the county. You can have a moving target. We can go back again to that date, that, that relationship that's not working out. Here's my target. You've got 15 seconds to run. That, that's exactly right. Uh, I mean, I, I, I had my attorney here right next to me, and he's shaking his head feverishly. So, um, yes, that we we are here for you. You did you, you did say that you guys provide the the archery equipment, right? That's right. So uh, you'll see that on our, we post all of our programs on our website and on Facebook. Uh, so you'll see there's equipment equipment that can be rented. Uh, outdoor equipment can be cost prohibitive and expensive, and if you're not sure if you're interested in it. We want to make sure that you get uh, some experience before uh, having to get out of pocket for it. But plus we work for the public, right? So yeah. we're largely supported by tax dollars. So we want to get that stuff so you can practice on it and see if it's for you or not before getting uh, into a larger expenditure. But absolutely, we want to make those things available to you. And also can give you advice on what equipment you might want to purchase. So you go from us to a store um, although uh, there are certainly reputable establishments all across the county, uh, we can give you advice as to what to look for for a beginner bow or a good quality bow. That's one of the expertises or piece of information we might be able to pass on to our guests. Um, ki- kayaking. Uh, a friend of mine brought, uh, bought a kayak over the summer. Uh, too late to actually yeah. use it anywhere because of weather reasons and, and whatnot. I know um, there is whatever you want to call it, but I used to see a lot of people kayaking um, at middle grounds and yeah. working their way out to the river. What are some other good metro parks where people can bring their kayak? And also, can they can they rent them from you as well? Yeah, absolutely. So I, I have kayaking has become a much bigger part of my life uh, since I started working for the metro parks. My only experience out uh, in water uh, when while paddling was a canoe, and I am uh, to be candid anti canoe. It is a divorce machine uh, and a total nightmare kayaking however is super approachable and anyone can do it uh, and, that, and i'll explain a little bit more about it. anyone can do it uh, but we've got kayaks that are rentable uh, out at farnsworth uh, so we've got fit park paddle out there that we were able to bring to uh, to to the toledo area with a partnership with mercy health so you can rent a kayak get some information on it it's a it's an easy paddle uh, and we, we provide life jackets and everything and uh, a, a couple of different routes if you want to take based on your your expertise. Our programs for kayaking are also adaptable uh, for anyone who may have some uh, some limitations or some boundaries. We can get you in a kayak and get you out on the water. So Farnsworth is a great place to start and get you out there with uh, some Metro Parks folks. Um, if you've got your own uh, kayak, there's launches uh, out at uh, Middle Grounds, as you mentioned. We have a a kayak vending machine out at Howard Marsh uh, that is run through an app. So even with a credit card or a debit card, you can open up the locker and take out your own kayak uh, and experience that out there. What's nice about that is it's a closed circuit, right? So you're paddling on uh, essentially in a, a engineered pond. Mm-hmm. Uh, beautiful scenes, fairly easy to paddle at all times. Um, and the nice thing, again, about most of our offerings is if you dump the boat somehow, although that's very difficult to do in the kayak, you're only in about 12 inches of water. Uh, but all that stuff I would definitely recommend doing. Uh, it got a big uptick with COVID 
uh, because people are looking for safe things to do. And Northwest Ohio is actually a great place to paddle. Um, have you ever done, uh, did you get into kayaking because of something that uh, came across my radar years ago? Um, I, I equate it to people who, they don't play golf. They play golf yeah. while they're drinking. Uh, do you know what cabrewing is? <laughs> I don't. Uh, it's drinking and either, I guess, canoeing or kayaking. It doesn't sound safe to me at all, but I know some people who do that. That, uh, based on my legal obligations, I can't comment either positively or negatively on that outdoor recreation activity. Uh, but, you know, <laughs> I can certainly see the upsides to it. Um, kayaking is approachable, right? And fun. And canoeing, oh, kidding aside, can't be as well. Uh, but I, I get it. I got into kayaking, honestly, Eric, as a result of my job. Uh, I was not, although we played in the parks all the time as, when I was a kid, um, I, we didn't we didn't hunt, we didn't paddle or anything of that variety. So as an adult and based on my job, I got introduced to it and I've fallen in love with it. It's really easy to do and you can bring friends. Um, it's really approachable. Can uh kayak out to the middle of the river, dump a body. I mean, that's certainly been done before in our river. Um, what's <laughs> We keep coming back to that, don't we? Um, yeah, we don't anymore. Just you now. You're right. You're right. You're right. Um, um, give me, as we step away from activities here, um, what's yeah. something that's an activity? We talked about geocaching. Give me something else that either you like um, or that people are just finding out about, they should know about, that's, that's overlooked. It's underrated. Yeah, this is going to be a trite answer, so I'll give you two. But my first one, honestly, is uh, just getting outside with uh, either a podcast in your ears. Uh, you know, we've been locked in our caves for two years now, uh, and some of us, you know, with the same people. So I would, I would absolutely implore people to go to a, one of our parks that you haven't been to before. All of our trails are, have great signage. Uh, we've got maps on our website. They're easily navigated. There's bathrooms uh, near all of them. Uh, so get outside. Uh, the mental health benefits of that are, are, are obvious as well as the physical ones. So I wouldn't discount the fact that just get out and explore uh, when you can. Uh, people are, you know, absolutely routine-oriented, uh, no doubt about it. But if you've gone to Wildwood your whole life, try to get out by the river, walk the towpath. Uh, it's a really – all of our uh, parks are safe. Uh, so I know that sounds like a trite answer and not particularly sexy, but it's a safe place to get away from people. And it's also a safe place to gather, right? So as we still have social distancing and, and masking in our lives, uh, you can meet friends and go on a long walk uh, and have a great time and have it be safe and a good option. But some of the other things I think that are sort of off the radar are, are tree climbing um, programs. Uh, this is something we brought to Lucas County probably two years ago, three years ago. Uh, we can only get a, a, a certain amount of people within uh, these programs, but we've got trees that we've certified all across the county that we have these tree climbing programs so that we have harnesses and we've got ropes up in the tree so you can climb. It's not all up in body strength. You use your legs as well, so it's absolutely approachable. Um, and it's also possible with anyone who has some mobility or ability uh, issues, we've got ways to work around for that. It's the age-old thing of climbing a tree, but you get to see, uh, you know, the, the park from New Heights, get up there, get a little bit of exercise if you want, avoid it if you don't want to, but climbing a tree is an absolute feel-good. So those two things, 
I absolutely recommend. If you need some advice as to some park uh, that you w- want to go out to, call one of our customer service people, send us an email on Facebook and say, look, I'm kind of bored. I've been using my own trail. Can you give me a place that I can check out for the first time? And we'll absolutely send that to you. Our after dark programs are a great option as well. You know, it's a difficult to fight off um, sort of the, the doldrums here of uh, the winter uh, in Northwest Ohio, uh, but we've got the parks open after dark so people can explore uh, a little bit after work, get out and get some fresh air in you. Uh, it, it, those are those are the things I'd recommend for sure. Um, I'll pat myself on the back, um, and I don't know the actual answer because we you had we you had initially reached out to me about mental health stuff, and I was happy to say that like last May when people initially started to go crazy from the uh, sorry two Mays ago, um, people started to go crazy. Yeah. I'm like hello, we have these metro parks and use them, especially as it's getting warmer. Um, I do believe I read that there was a pretty big rush to the to the metro parks when people finally took advantage of that. Do you recall? that time a couple of springs ago where there may have been more attendance than, than ever and we actually yeah. maybe had some social distance problems because so many people took up took me up on my advice sure absolutely uh you are an influencer no <laughs> doubt about it uh so uh we in 2019 we received five and a half million visits uh to the park system and we were overjoyed right uh it was uh we never thought we'd eclipse that number. During the first year of COVID, we received just under 7 million visits. Uh, and it's just, it was astounding. First of all, we were one of the only games in town. Uh, and we are built to be able to take a lot of bodies, right? We've got a lot of acreage. But there are some places, Wildwood, for instance, uh, that annually already saw close to 2 million visits. And there's boardwalk uh, components of it. So, the traditional six feet apart was a bit of a challenge, right? Uh, and we also didn't know uh, as much as we do now. So we actually eliminated some of the parking to cut down on the number of people who can visit Wildwood specifically and a couple of the other parks just to make sure it could handle the volume of visitors and keep people safe. So, we, you know, we, we saw just under 7 million visits uh, in the last year. And that is an astonishing number for a county of about 420,000 people. Yeah. Um, to talk about something nerdy real quick here, um, and I think we agreed upon this when we chatted and bringing Alex back into this. So where I sit, I don't have the best view. There is a, an apartment complex, but there is a tree sure. that attracts some of the most, some very unusual and exotic birds for a hundred yards from an apartment complex and a bird just flew yep. by with some kind of like, it was gray and had an orange beak. The point I'm getting to here is um, it sounds lame and boring and stupid and anything that somebody would tease you about, but we have some neat birds to look at here in this area and the Metro Parks is a good place to do that, right? Yes. So I would take up archery and kill every one of them. <laughs> Don't do that. No, no sorry. No. Uh, no, that we are... This is a globally significant uh, region in a number of ways. First of all, the Oak Openings region is globally significant. Uh, we can talk about that ad nauseum, but I don't want to double nerd us here. Uh, from a birding perspective, there is a huge migratory pattern that rolls through northwest Ohio. And it, there are uh, you know, just thousands and thousands and tens of thousands of warblers that, that pass through here in their migration cycle. So you can see truly unique birds 
uh, to uh, the planet in Northwest Ohio. A lot of them uh, can be viewed, uh, are a great place to view them as Howard Marsh. Uh, McGee Marsh is a great place as well. We get exotic birds from Pearson. But I've got to tell you, Eric, as a kid who grew up largely in the city, um, most wildlife is is unique and special to me. So the ones, the, the birds that are now occupying urban areas are new to me as well, largely. So uh, there are birding 101 groups that we, and we can be a resource. If you're seeing things, um, we'd be happy to help you identify them. We've got windows on wildlife as well. Uh, so this is something that's near and dear to me. Uh, I grew up uh, and I spent a lot of time with my grandparents and we went to Wildwood at least once a week. Uh, my grandmother was a polio survivor, so walking through the trails was not something that she found really navigable. So we would drop her off at the windows for wildlife where she could sit uh, with a bird journal and look at the birds there. So we have uh, multiple ones of those across the park district, um, and it's a good place for everyone to kind of start um, or just check out uh, local local birding. But, yeah, birding is a big deal, man. It's uh, I, I was... I was shocked, uh, and people are into it. Yeah, I mean they're they're beautiful and they're colorful. We're both city people, so we're used to pigeons yeah. and maybe robins. Um, it's yeah, pr- a big day if you get a blue blue jay. Yeah, right? yeah. but but they they fly around it. here, and and the the cardinals and whatever the hell that thing was with an orange beak, and they're kind of brave too. Um, uh, so last question about the nerdy birding stuff. Do you guys have anything to do with, and super nerd alert here, do you guys have anything to do with the biggest week in birding? Yeah, you know, we, we are partners with that institution. The Black uh, Swamp uh, Conservancy is the leader of that. Um, uh, the Kaufmans are uh, you know, global birding experts. Uh, we, we, we opened Howard Marsh three years ago and that's right on the lake there out in uh, Spencer Township uh, and we it, it is a unique location for uh, sort of beaching birds so we are a stop for these sort of people who are birders uh, travel from all over the country and all over the world if you can imagine to check this out uh, so we offer uh, the location for people to stop check that out uh, we've got our programmers out there uh, we support that in every possible way we can it's a great uh, not uh, Northwest Ohio being a, a really cool and unique place to, uh, to live and work. Uh, and there's a bunch of people to plug in there. But that's uh, Black Swamp Conservancy. That's their baby, and uh, we're proud to support them. Right, I don't I don't think they've had it in full effect the last two years because of the, the obvious. But I had come across it several several years ago. I'm like, well, this is, yeah. this is another thing we add to the list that we have going on here in, in Toledo. So I would be remiss if I didn't ask you that. Um, other things, and I know this costs a couple of bucks, but maybe you can explain that. The Adventure Kids Club? Yes. So, you know, all... All of our programs are either free or uh, just a few dollars uh, uh, for equipment or things of that variety. So we want to plug in kids as early as we can to anything positive uh, and outdoors. So this is in the soapbox thing. We are are, uh, competitors to some degree with screens and things of that variety, although uh, we don't think that they're necessarily the sign the apocalypse is upon us. Um, it's just the next phase of what our culture is about, right? Uh, so we want to re- teach kids again or, or, or show them uh, that play outside uh, and nature is cool and interesting, right? And we always try to find ways uh, to encourage them uh, to, to play 
and be active. Uh, and ideally, you know, we're passing on uh, all this information to the next round of professionals who will be caretakers of the ecology and local flora and fauna here. So you don't have to be a doctor or a lawyer or an accountant or an NBA player or an Instagram influencer or whatever that is um, to live a long, healthy, and meaningful life. Professionally, you can plug in in any one of the jobs in a park or outdoor rec uh, and really give back. So that's our dark secret is it's all conservation here. Uh, we're a conservation agency, and we're about giving back uh, certainly to youth, right? So busy hands uh, are a good thing. And getting dirty is a good thing as well. So for sure. it's for all sure. sort of feed that. Also, aid parents, right? Yeah. Been a soft, being a parent uh, sucks. That is my public service announcement right there uh, for everybody. Uh, and it's been particularly hard over the last two years. So we are throwing everything we can at uh, households and families. So free or as close to free as possible activities to either self-discover or to plug in at all across Lucas County. You've got a Metro Park within five miles of every Lucas County resident now. And that's a really important promise we wanted to keep to make sure that everybody, no matter where you live, has a clean, safe, and natural outdoor space to hang out in or choose your own adventure in. Every time you or one of your um, coworkers says that and it makes it to the media somewhere, does somebody get like an extra dollar in their check? And does a bell go off? Yeah, we get there's a uh, we get uh, an M M&M and M in our mailbox, uh, and it's a big deal. Uh, I mean, we love M and M absolutely. How much? Uh, we have a quote a quota. We have to if we don't say at least once a week. Well, I can't say out loud what they do to us, but it's not pleasant. Um. Yes. Then they then they ask me to come in, and they're like, "Hey, where'd you get rid of the last one? Can't go over there." No, I mean, I make fun, but we do hear it all the time. But it is something great, and I'd be curious. Here's your homework. Not that I'm done with you yet. I'm wondering if there are any other cities of our size or counties of our size um, that are that are similar in in makeup, where there's a city at the center of it, like here in Lucas County and and Toledo. Mm -hmm. If anybody else can 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 make that claim, because it's a pretty big deal to have something like that. And these, I think people know the difference between a city park and a metro park. City parks are actually quite small, but the metro parks are all really really big. Um, and to have them with Toledo at the center of them is pretty impressive. And is there any other area, city, or county that can make that same claim? So you know, we did a fairly exhaustive search um, looking to find out if we had a peer in this space. And we didn't find one. And I don't know a couple of things here, Erica. I don't want to suggest that it's not necessarily true in other places. That just isn't something that they registered as a metric for return. Uh, but to, as far as we know, we are the only park system to be able to state that claim. Uh, we're also have received, uh, 60, uh, national awards over the last five years. And, uh, we are the only institution that is in our line of work that can boast, uh, that claim. So those are unique to Metro parks, at least, uh, to our knowledge. And we have looked into it just to make sure First of all, to, to see if other, what other peers are doing, we constantly try to look at other places to find out, are we delivering the very best that we can be? We've got a great park system in our state, over Cleveland. Uh, they're also uh, a national uh, gold winner for best park district in the country. So many of the things they do, uh, we have either used as a benchmark or uh, look as aspirations. 
But man, there there are so many people doing it, this work all over the country that uh, we either want to emulate or something that's important that we bring here to Lucas County. It, we it's important as an economic driver. It's important uh, for uh, boosting our population. Uh, people are making life decisions uh, based on uh, outdoor activities. Yeah, uh, and we owe it to everyone uh, to make sure that we are constantly driving excellence here. And Lucas County supports us in a tremendous fashion. So we need to make sure that we are pushing those dollars to the limit. We seek out as many grant opportunities as we can. Uh, we are the recipient of a $25 million federal uh, grant uh, just this last year. So not only are we we getting money from the, uh, from the Lucas County residents, but we're making money on that money, and we owe that to our constituents. What's the, what's the biggest and the smallest park? Uh, so the biggest park is Oak Openings. Uh, and for a long time, uh, the park system, all the other parks could fit inside it. Oh my There's goodness. about 4,300 4, acres in Oak Openings. Um, the smallest is uh, Fort Miamis. Uh, that's about four acres. Uh, give you some perspective. Middle Grounds is about 28, 30 acres. Um, so that gives you a little bit of the, the, the full range. The second biggest is is Howard. Uh, that'll be about a thousand acres once the second phase of that is finished. Um, then Secor, Blue Creek, Pearson, um, Wildwood is uh, just under five hundred acres. It gives you some perspective. But Oak Openings is the biggest. Miamis is the smallest. Um, how is Swan Creek growing? Because I've read through that story twice now, and I still don't get it how parts of it will be connected, like Detroit and Arlington are involved, I think Bancroft. It, it, can you put a visual at all this to the growth there for me? Sure, yeah. So it, it, the the acreage at Swan Creek is uh, about 450, I want to say, 400, 450 in that range. And our long-term goal, you know, one of our pillars is connectivity, right? So this is largely an automotive culture here. Uh, you have to drive it everywhere. Yep. And uh, we get that, right? But we our long-term, long, long-term vision is to connect all the parks with the trail system. So the things that you're seeing being added to Swan Creek either are punching you into another trail system or allowing for people to get over major intersections of, uh, of automotive traffic for safety. So that's a big deal to us. That's Swan Creek connection will help us connect that almost that entire corridor to one another. So you'll be able to ride from park to park, to park, to park, to park, uh, without ever leaving that trail. So that, that's a, that is really a, a, a nice connective piece for us. Two years ago or so, we opened up the Mosley trail, which connected, uh, Secor and uh, Wiregrass out there. So you can walk, ride, uh, into those parks. Uh, safely on the same trail system. What's the timeline for the expansion of Swan Creek to make all this happen? Yes. Well, that is one of the most challenging things, right? Uh, the COVID state, uh, despite the fact that uh, it, it's uh, it's scary and, uh, and people are, 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 are suffering from a health perspective is the supply chains and construction timelines are being re- are really difficult sure. to pin down. But we expect to have that done within a calendar year uh, or, or should be shortly. It's, it's underway now. 
Um, am I seeing it right? So I, I leave the radio station. I make a right onto Burn Northbound. And as I head towards airport, uh, they're, are they building something that will go under Burn that will connect to this side of Arlington? That is, that's accurate. As long as I think I've got that <laughs> right. It, it is, again, to avoid uh, having to uh, cross that road. Right. Okay. Yeah, that's what I thought I was looking at when I saw some space cleared out there. Um, so those were the, uh, I only, I had three questions lined up for you. I, I knew that we'd have this discussion, but I've come up with more. So if you still have a few more minutes, I'd like to fire them off at you. Why can't Absolutely. I, I'm ready. why don't you let dogs, at, why do you hate dogs at Olander? Uh, Olander's not ours. Oh! Uh, yeah. So get off my back. Okay, never mind. Uh, no, um, I, I couldn't tell you. I will tell you that we do not allow dogs in uh, the botanical garden. Okay. It is the only park we don't allow dogs in. And one of the reasons for that is, you know, once one dog starts relieving itself <laughs> in a, uh, a session plant area or a collection, then many, many, many dogs feel the urge or the DNA obligation to do so as well. So we actually have our own space. It's the only one. Uh, we took over the day-to-day operations of the botanical garden in 2017. And one of the things we promised the community is that we would honor this horticulture um, heritage. And that's one of the things that we, we promised that we adhere to. So yeah, I get we're, we're a dog community. We love dogs. Uh, there are dogs in all of our parks as we're speaking now, with the exception of uh, the botanical garden. So yeah, I get that. That's those 60, 66 acres, no dogs, uh, but everywhere else, they're, they're certainly more than welcome. Um, tell me, tell me about, um, what it's been like for the tree houses at Oak Openings. I've, I have missed the media tours. I have, I know a couple people, Alex, uh, went to them and my friends, Justin and Lucas. Um, I've been fortunate enough to, uh, promote some other entities, giving those away for raffle items. Um, what are those like? Can people, um, book them now or are we still looking like 12, 18 months out? What's that whole experience no, been like? Your, your timing is perfect. So we have uh, some openings in February. Uh, as, as, so th- that is, this is the most openings we've had since we opened them. Obviously, February is a kind of odd month for booking. Um, so there are some openings now. Other than that, we are fairly booked throughout the year. But it's certainly worth a call because we've got some random dates that are opened. People cancel, and we usually post those on Facebook or Instagram right away. Uh, but they've gone, they're really popular. So they're, they have both heating and air conditioning. So they are uh, full season. Uh, one of the best times to go out there, honestly, is the winter. Um, and there's activities out there doing oak openings, but they've been really well received. And uh, we're, we're proud to bring them to uh, Northwest Ohio. We've got a brewery opening up out there. Yeah, with Ernest. Uh, in the next couple couple months. And, and coffee, uh, we and coffee are, right? Matt, coffee too, right? That's exactly right. Coffee. Uh, we are with Black Kite and uh, Heavy Brewing. Heavy, uh, we'll that's be right. Co- we'll be co-mingling uh, in that space. Uh, something for everybody. Uh, and this is one of the things that has been popping up all over the country. Uh, and it sort of augments people's experience, uh, mountain biking and things of that variety. So we wanted to bring it uh, to our constituents as well. Well, anything that we do here in, in Northwest Ohio that's really successful usually involves drinking. So... Yeah. Yeah. Right. So I will tell you that we really scrutinized this um, 
for a long time, right? Uh, we, again, this is not a, a unique thing nationally. Uh, people have been combining craft brewery, brewing with uh, park experiences for over a decade. Uh, so we're a little late to the game in that, so by no means are we trailblazers. But we looked at it. It, it does represent something new to the Metro Parks, right? And some people certainly are thrilled with the idea, uh, but people aren't consuming uh, in this sort of experiences uh, the way people have done traditionally, right? This isn't a kegger. Right. Um, <laughs> it's a safe place. You know, we, we are family oriented. Uh, we've got families out using that, that course. Um, and we picked a responsible local uh, operator uh, to help us in our quest just to get more people outside. So we see just as many people uh, going to our story times at uh, Black Kite out there um, or starting there at Black Kite as we take their kids for a nature walk and have people having a beer after a long ride uh, or meeting out there to overlook uh, you know, the oak openings after work or something like that. So it's, uh, it, it was it's something that we scrutinized, but again, uh, people are doing it all over the country. People are asking us uh, to look at, activities and experiences like that. So we, there's no reason for us not to deliver it to our people as well. Yeah, it's a it's a great addition. I was excited to see it added to a place that already has the, the tree houses. Um, right. It gets people excited. So now you're throwing in arguably my two favorite beverages, alcohol and coffee. Uh, hello. Um, That's right. I think this is the last question I have. Oh, other than as we wrap up here, there's a couple of extraneous ones at the end. Um, what's still to come at Glass City Metro Park, which I just lovingly say is is the amusement park that Opal always wanted, because to me it is far right. more festive um, than most of the metro parks. There's a lot going on out there, brother. You, you nailed it. It is. Uh, you know, we were asked uh, by uh, the region to think bigger. Uh, and continue uh, uh, making this uh, a, a nation's uh, leader and a place to work uh, and play. So uh, there are there's a lot to come at Glass City Metro Park. So we opened up Phase One uh, in October of twenty. Uh, it has a, an amphitheater, a pavilion. The pavilion has been very popular uh, and heavily used, uh, even with COVID. Uh, it's large enough for it to be safe for. A large number of people in there. Um, there's a rooftop that is seen uh, with all sorts of Instagram pictures and things of that variety that does show a really pretty uh, and, and ever-changing in a positive way downtown Riverfront. Uh, so it's definitely worth a stop. We've had several concerts down in the amphitheater. And we're going to have several more in the years to come. But phase two oh, will be open up in about a calendar year. Uh, so we'll have an ice skating ribbon. Uh, we'll have uh, people are able to get hot cocoa and cook s'mores. Uh, we'll have uh, cabanas that are heated that people can rent uh, when they're going ice skating. Uh, so we have a sledding hill in the uh, summer, spring. That converts into large water play areas. Uh, we've got some giant nature-based play uh, playgrounds for kids to play on. Uh, we have a partner, Poco Piatti, that's coming in. So if you don't want to pack a lunch... Uh, you can get excellent, affordable food there and make an entire day or evening of it. Uh, we've got kayak launches coming in, uh, and that's just the park. So there is a giant river walk that will be done in about eight or nine years that is a six-mile trail on both sides of the river that's connected bridge to bridge. Uh, there will be 
camping uh, for RVs, as well as potentially some more tree houses popping up down there for rental. Uh, so it's been sort of playfully nationally labeled as urban camping. Uh, mm. And this is something we want to bring to Toledo, Ohio, right? So if you are staying overnight, uh, maybe on your way down to Florida, you can pull in an RV here, plug in uh, and avoid the cost of a hotel and go to the museum, go to the zoo, go to a baseball game or stay in the park. So it is a little bit more engineered than uh, our traditional metro parks, but we promised the Toledo region that we would make it a regional destination. And these are the kind of amenities that our, our peers have. So we, we look at things like Maggie Daly Park in downtown Chicago. Um, they've got a nice skating ribbon. Uh, we're adding the ribbon and a pond uh, so that if you're not a really experienced skater, you can get in that pond and do ice skating 101 or broom ball or maybe small juniors hockey in that space. So uh, we've got a lot to come. And uh, it really wasn't our idea, right? This was part of the downtown master plan that recognized a 300-acre uh, delta uh, of green space in our downtown. And it's largely you know, industrial legacy or hardscapes, and we want to eliminate those barriers, allow people to have access uh, to get down to the water and fish or just sit. Um, and just like we talked about before, have a six-mile river walk that a kid can walk in from Vistula, ride his or her bike in, uh, and be able to go downtown to the docks uh, and see a, a, a show, see the fireworks, see big ships, uh, you know, and they'll also be able to ride back uh, safely. So that's yep. uh, there's a lot to come. For a long time, um, so I've been familiar with this area now for like at least 15, 16 years, and, and the waterfront has been underused. Um, yeah. as long as, as man has walked on two feet, um, we've made the most of water, but we haven't really done that here. I know we're about to see, were you here in the uh, mid two thousands? No, okay. uh, I'm a, I'm a native Toledoan. Um, but I moved back here, uh, 2014 ish. Um, so no, the, the docks had a lot going on when I was here the first time. Yeah. Um, and the clubs and restaurants were, were going and there wasn't much else there, but I'm, I'm excited to see our riverfront being used like up and down. I'm familiar with, um, what I think San Antonio has a beautiful river walk, um, back home in Philadelphia, there's Penn's landing on the Delaware river outside of, um, downtown. So yeah, we have underutilized what's happening on that river, which I know people have been making jokes about for years. Um, but water is water. And if you can build things around it, people will come as you you said from from all over the region and to connect neighborhoods and whatnot and to um put more things there than a traditional park the ice skating ribbon the sledding my friends getting married at the venue there um i'm sure awesome. there'll be some restaurants and other lifestyle things mixed in as well a, a river walk is a, a whole different um idea than an actual metro park but i'm really really excited for it it's going to be something i don't know where i'll be in eight or nine years but uh i hope i'm here to experience that yeah, same here, man. Uh, well, I, you know, we are a conservation agency, so I, I don't think we ever thought of ourselves as an economic driver, right? Until uh, you know the last five or six years, um, and we started looking at things across the country. So, places that invested in the riverfront saw an unbelievable economic return on it. So, I, we, we will. The docks have been a great, have been great institutions. Uh, this will pump more. Uh, activity down there. We are seeing things pop up already 
all across Summit. Um, now, that's not all just because the Metro Parks, right? I do think Toledo is in the midst of its own revitalization, uh, but we are certainly a helpful part of that, right? So we'll have rangers uh, patrolling the, um, the trails and the, and the river walk if people have concerns for safety. Um, but activity is a good thing, and uh, this will be a reason for people to go downtown and experience Toledo, but maybe in a way that people have never been able to. Yeah, for sure. Um, I'm done. I just want to know what your favorite restaurant is, and we can wrap up. Yeah, so I've got a five-year-old and a two-year-old, so I've been eating out of our garbage for a long time. That's right. That's exactly right. Um, My favorite restaurant in Toledo is uh, probably the Registry. Erica is... uh, exceptionally talented yep. and her food is her food is awesome uh but souk is great you know musa another local talent uh, so it's probably between those two they've got new stuff all the time they use you know as much local ingredients as possible uh the people who work there are nice and knowledgeable right so those, those would be my two okay good choices um I always, I used to go to registry at least once a month when I lived downtown and I know that, that Erica was constantly changing the menu and whenever a season changed them, like, please let the meatloaf burger still be there. Please let the meatloaf burger still be there. That's right. Um, well, thanks for the time. This was informative for me, but I think for other people as well. And um, now you'll have to have me on the Metro Parks podcast. I don't know for what, sure, man. I, I don't know what I would talk. What would I talk about? Um, hair care products. No, nope, no, nope, that you wouldn't too. work. Um, okay, all right. Uh, you know, you and I are kindred spirits in a lot of ways, right? So I think we both want to give back and have fallen in love uh, with this little town we live in. So I think the people need to be aware of the fact that, of course, Metro Parks is here from a, a physical health standpoint, but there's a lot of things to offer, and there's a lot of mental health benefits to just getting outside. So yeah. we'd love to have you on and kind of talk through uh, what it's like, you're a true city kid, right? I mean, I'm from Toledo, Ohio. You're from uh, a real metropolis. Um, so just kind of picking your brain about that. And we, we work for you too, right? I mean, you've got a lot of uh, followers and listeners, uh, but we work for them. So we like to hear input all the time, stuff we got right, stuff we didn't get right, or stuff we should get right and that maybe haven't done yet. So we can't wait to have you on, brother. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Um, I have, so seven years or so ago, I got this wild hair to do archery i have no idea why um and i never went i i picked it up and it was actually pretty good but i never followed through with it because i, I lived downtown and um right. the places that i would have to go to do this were just not feasible um you said west winds out at airport how far from spring meadows is that uh let's see maybe five miles okay maybe so you're not i, I think you're going to be just on your side of the airport so not okay. not far at all. So the Eber Road out in that area, yeah, not too far at all. Yes, and it's just it's um, just off Airport Highway. So you'll make a right and then another right, and we'll get you there, um, and we'll we'll get you out on the course. It's it's a lot of fun. Yeah, I I liked it. There was a, a woman that uh, was doing archery classes in the sequ- in the same building as where Registry is. It was weird, like you're on the fourth floor of a very old city building shooting arrows, and I never kept going with it, mostly because it's like. I don't want to drive somewhere, and it would look really weird if this idiot is out uh, doing archery, um, like across from Maddie and Bella, or where the River West townhomes are. And I don't want to get that yeah, phone right. call. And now, but now I'm out of the city, and I can't necessarily do it in my neighborhood. But 
Um, that's one of the things I wanted to ask you, and I, I had forgotten Westwinds is pretty close into the archery there, so maybe it'll... Uh... We've got a trailer, too, that's mobile, So, uh, but check in on Facebook, um, and we, we can bring archery on to several locations. But yeah, we, we are safety first, so I would definitely recommend starting with uh, somebody reputable. I'm not saying this other person wasn't, but Metro Parks will get you going for sure, and I promise you, if you're doing something with the Metro Parks, uh, we have... I checked every box to make sure this is a, this is a safe activity. Unless you fall out of the tree, then I know you said harnesses, but things happen, right? That's right. Right. And you can pay to make those things happen. That's what I'm telling you. You need to get out of the date, man. Call me. I will hook you up. I, I walked across at, uh, at, at Swan Creek, one of those bridges. Um, I had brought yeah. the dogs with me one day and I could see that this was clearly well built, but my, one of my dogs put one paw on there and just wasn't moving. I picked him up. I picked him up and walked him across. I actually, you'll be happy to know, my dogs do not do any accidents in any of your parks because I don't take them because they have to. They're beagles. They have to sniff everything. Okay. It would take yeah. me. It would take me six weeks He'd to walk through there. all of Swan yeah. Creek by the time they're done sniffing everything. Yeah, that uh, suspension bridge is beautiful uh, and cool, but I I get it, man, (laughs) for sure. Like dogs, you're six feet off the ground. You'll be fine. Um, All right, thank you for for all this time. Well, uh, let's do some coffee again, and I appreciate all this. And I appreciate you, man. Thanks for having me on, uh, and I hope to see you soon. Awesome. Talk to you soon. All right, take care, brother.